You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. Hey there, Almost Human fans. It's 2014. You know what time it is. It's time for Almost Human Season 1, Episode 7. I am Matt Lieberman. We're talking about an episode called Simon Says. On the panel, as always, we got the wonderful Miss Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. The fantastic Mr. Ryan Hooks. Hey, Ryan Hooks here. And the brilliant Mr. Zach Wilson. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. We're listening to a little uh, a little crystal method. They do all the music on Almost Human, just jamming out just a little crystal bit. Just a little crystal bit. Method. Just a little bit. Oh, and then it's over. It's over just as it began. <laughs> oh, um, so welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad that we still have so we have more of the show to talk about. We've only seen seven episodes. We've got, that means we've got at least six left. Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't know anything about the future of the show, whether or not. It was ever intended to get a back nine, if it might just go the Sleepy Hollow route and do 13 episodes a year, get a second season. Obviously, I'd love either version. Actually, it's kind of hard, and maybe we'll talk about this a little later in the program. You know, what kind of show structurally would you want this to be? But we got a great episode, which, if we're going back to our old, what episode are we actually watching (laughs) uh, scorecard, because the show's been airing out of order I'm pretty sure, I would say 99% sure, that this is actually episode 108 because it references Dorian getting his own place, which was something that was originally mentioned in the actual episode 107, (laughs) Blood Brothers, Mm -hmm. which aired here as episode 105. I believe I am following. That's you. too much yeah. math. Uh, it's it's it check if you check the math, it does check out. So we still haven't seen episode two or episode four. Uh, the last time the show aired, we saw episode three, and it was it was actually a very very good episode. We had two Dorians. This episode, we get kind of. Um, you know, jigsaw on crack. In <laughs> uh, this week, jigsaw. in Almost Human Does Hollywood Blockbusters, we have Saw. Ready, ready to play. Yeah, but it was like, it was Saw, but in the public forum, you know, like it's also a riff on on how we consume pop culture and blood sport and gladiators and, you know, is this eventually what reality television will become? You know, like we've all seen, the, you know, whether so. it's The Running Man or The Hunger Games or even, you know, you, you go back to the movie Network in the 1970s where you have this uh, this enterprising, uh, you know, career-driven executive showing what would become reality television. While we're on the subject of movies, did anybody see the movie Untraceable? It came out like 2008. Not a lot of people um, saw it that I know of. Um, just but you. Yeah, apparently none <laughs> apparently of us did. Apparently just me. How was but it? It was basically about a serial killer who would put his murders on um, on the internet, and the more viewers, he would put them in like jigsaw type situations. Only there wasn't really a way for them to get out of it. It was just if um, the more viewers he got, like 
the trap, w- like it was the worst it would get. The worst it would get oh. until the person died. And it's I think, like, like viral point- marketing when they, you know, oh. showed the first picture of the Joker. Everyone had to keep clicking, and then we finally got it. It's like that. Except <laughs> someone dies. <laughs> 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 gruesome. Exactly like but people are gonna keep clicking, and that's what this episode goes into. Yeah. It's dark, like, but pe- it's a train wreck. You can't look away. Exactly. What are the odds yeah. we're gonna put something on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are the comments? He said on a in an internet show. Yeah, one of the comments <laughs> on, um, you know, when going through was things like, I can't, I can't look away, I can't stop watching. But even worse, it was like, ha ha, can't stop watching. <laughs> Kill those pigs. Yeah. I'll suck. Do another one, encore. I mean, yeah. you, had, you had the blend of, you had people like, this is a, definitely a hoax, this is not real, I can't believe it, that you're faking it. And then the people who are just game, they're like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you have the internet, you're going to have your share of sick freaks, but... You look at the future that this show is positing, and I would say that morale is down to the point where people don't care as much about the taking of human life. Like, it just, it seems to happen more often, and it seems to happen in far more gruesome, uncontrollable ways. There's a certain lack of hope in the almost human universe because law enforcement and the side of right is so clearly outmatched. 400%. Yeah. Four hundred percent. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about these big issues later. I wanted to start uh, now that we're already five minutes in, uh, talking about uh, Dorian and Kenix catching up with them. So we had our kind of flashback episode last time. Now we're jumping back into the thick of things with their relationship, and um, we have a detective detective douchebag comment uh, <laughs> right lecture, lecturing everybody about their energy use. There have been rolling blackouts, so they're using auxiliary power. (laughs) Lord, what's happening to me? I have two more shows Solar flares. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they don't have enough energy to go around, and that comes down to a charging order for the androids, and all the MXs get priority charging over the one DRN. And, of course, Dorian is PO'd about this, you know, it's it's yet another in a uh, androids and DRN versus MXs as allegories for race kind of things that we've seen this season. You know, how how did you guys feel about this? I mean, it was very interesting, uh, especially just the mood swings coming into it. Like the fact that he's low on power very much is the way we yeah. would behave. We lose sleep. Or, or when you're, you're starving, yeah. 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 It was very, very cool. And I, I thought it was just so funny to see him as kind of an emotional, not an emotional <laughs> wreck, but just ping-ponging all over the place. It's well, like bipolar disorder. And it was very kind of relatable because, you know, any I'm sure we're all, like, overworked. And so when he's getting charged up at Rudy's, they you know, they equate it to getting a shot of espresso. And or after whiskey. that, he's kind of, like, loopy. And he's like, yeah, when Kenix is like, oh, you two hug it out. You know, <laughs> he actually goes in for a hug. Yeah. So loopy Dorian was absolutely one of the most it entertaining actually, things I've ever seen. It reminds me of how I feel when my cell phone is dying. It's like, no, 11%. <laughs> 10%, 4%. <laughs> but now you can see it from your cell phone's perspective where they're valiantly trying to get you that domino. I'm the screen power down and I'm yeah. muting it and all that stuff. No, but I, I actually was hoping, again, as I've said before, to see more of that, the reason the DRNs got decommissioned. Mm. I, I saw, I was like, oh, is this going to be, are they going to finally show him doing something overly emotional? Which, I mean, you know, punching Captain D-Bag in the face was <laughs> a good start. But. Yeah. Well, that goes into it. I mean, if just losing power can be enough to hit your superior, like a superior officer working at the precinct, yeah, imagine really if something goes wrong. 
Yeah. Well, and they teased it a little bit because I think there was a like a line he, where yeah, somebody was him. like, "Is this one of the reasons why they were commissioned?" And they were like, His, "Oh no!" Well, so they teased us with it. <laughs> well, you got to think about this, right? And we we got faced with it this week. You know, if Dorian and, and and all androids are always aware of their current charging level, you know, and it's not like they can go to a twenty four hour charging place. And plug in. Like, you need special technology for it. You know, it's probably very expensive. They can't. He can't just eat a banana and take a nap. The fact is, androids are faced with their mortality at all times, and it's a ticking clock. It's a number that always is counting down. Versus, you know, we... We just, you know, are inclined to take care of ourselves to a certain degree. Uh, <laughs> and we don't know when eventually we'll punch our ticket. He has a very, very firm idea of how long it will be before the lights go out and they may never come back on. And if he loses power, there's no telling when he's going to be woken up again. Exactly. So, of course, he's, he's, he's emotional. Of course, he's loopy. You know, who wouldn't be under such extreme circumstances? Which, again, I think speaks to his ability and his dedication as a cop. Because to be able to to uh, deal with these bombs, to to not set them off, and to get this woman free, it requires a lot of of confidence, a lot of concentration. And, you know, it's pretty amazing that he was able to pull it off. But we see that he lost that, too. And the second victim, he was like, get the shield ready. And there was like a minute and a half left on the bomb because he didn't think he was going to be able to do it. Yeah. He was kind of blurring out and they were showing his view and he couldn't find the wires and his hands were shaking. And Yeah, it was just about a minute left. And, and as he, the episode goes on, we start to see more side effects. As he drops his voice, like he this. starts to like, he nods off in the car at one point. His yeah. eyes flick different colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was one side. Mm-hmm. But, his desktop sort of changed screensaver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well he went to screensaver <laughs> instead of uh instead of just the backdrop. But here's but here's the thing though. He's also he feels like he makes a note of this. He's like I feel like I finally turned a corner with my colleagues. They're starting to treat me with some level of respect. You know, he's fighting this uphill battle. He doesn't want to appear weak at this really crucial time. You know, he doesn't have enough power to save Kenex, but he goes anyway. You know, it's it's not in his nature to back down from things and he he he's driven you know he he wants to be taken seriously as a cop it's not going to happen if he does it, he feels if it, he doesn't you know put himself in harm's way yeah and detective dbag finally no <laughs> detective paul finally shows him some respect fine detective paul <laughs> well, he shows paul? him some respect for this moment he yes. gets a name yeah for- all right, and it's for just now. To his struggle, like Paul Abe, where are we going tonight? The road tonight, Paul But yeah, he's trying to get some level of respect, and he even it's comparing him then back to being human because he makes a decision at the end, yeah, to go forward, even though he knows he might not make it. But that's a very cop decision. Like I may die doing this mission, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a, a human decision that he made, even though that it could have ended badly for him. Yeah, and if he had, like, if power, like, I don't know if you guys ever use your phone and it looks like it has more battery charge than it actually has, and then all of a sudden it drops to one bar. Like, if he had run out of, if he had used more juice than he was expecting and run out of juice, like, scaling up the building, I don't know how sturdy DRNs are. Like, after a couple story fall, yeah. like, it might have been lights out for good. Just a couple broken legs, it's fine. <laughs> we yeah. know he can get shot. We don't know how many stories he can fall. <laughs> but can I just bring something up? So at the top of the episode... Uh, Detective Paul, fine, we'll give him his name. No, 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 just for that moment. <laughs> oh, okay. We can still call him Detective Deeb. All right, D- Detective Deeb 
makes a point <laughs> to tell Kenix, you know, all Android charging is going to be cut down, including you, Kenix, your leg. And the whole time, I thought that his leg was going to give out at some point in this episode. It seemed like a Chekhov's gun that just never got capitalized Actually, on. Actually, now that you bring that up, which leg was handcuffed to the bench? It was totally no. It was, it was his totally leg. his fake leg. Yeah, well, he should have just I mean, cut it off. Granted, he. <laughs> oh, good call on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, applause. I mean, granted, I don't think he would have been able to get very far, but he would have gotten farther. <laughs> yeah, he we could have gotten to the screwdriver. Well, that, at least. And the guy still yeah. had the, the remote very least detonator. The so, yeah. if nothing else, if. If the guy was like, oh, actually, that isn't working. No, no, you're right. You're right. He would have set off the bomb if he had taken the leg off. And that is why he didn't take the leg off. Okay, sure. everyone? We Fox are not trashing this show. We love this show. We are coming up with the reasons why things work. Okay. That was why he was able to reach the key, because his leg extended just enough you know, well, a human leg wouldn't stretch that far. Why can't he have some Inspector Gadget type stuff going what? on with his leg? That would be exceedingly helpful. That would be exceedingly helpful. Or I'm, at the very least, to be a misanthropic cop without a, a hidden flask in his leg. You know what I mean? A hollow bootleg that he drinks out of? Yeah! It does feel like a missed opportunity. All the things you could put in a robotic leg. It doesn't need all those muscle and tendons. Right? At the very least, it should be a thermos for soup. <laughs> you, know, you keep a knife and a gun in there. Yeah. We know how he likes his coffee. Spares are always Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah, why does he need Dorian to make his coffee? He should be able to make espresso <laughs> with his leg. Give me a double ristretto, please, left ankle. <laughs> Don't forget the cream. More steamed milk. Okay. And um, bring it back. Yes. So um, another big development in this episode. Uh, Dorian finally gets a place. We could call this episode Dorian Moves Out or Dorian's Big Day Out. Uh, and Would he, you say peanut butter and jelly are just two foods? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, they're just, a sandwich. No, yes, they're a absolutely. sandwich a bit better. To get, like, eh, he's so excited, I love that. I love... Sorry, go ahead. Um, when, when, he, when Rudy started talking, I was just thinking to myself, because we're the three best friends that <laughs> anyone could have. I know. Well, you think back to that episode where he went undercover and he got to go out drinking with them, and I'm sure that was like the highlight of his year. He's not a very social dude. And now having Dorian and as a roommate, he's like, oh, we're going to go out and party. And, and what happens to the, the lab stays in the lab. <laughs> yeah. I, I have more questions. So he lives in his lab? Yeah. No, his lab is, is his office and home. There are very few people who are as skilled or as agoraphobic as him. Well, so plus, he has special job perks. Plus, and if the police... You know, if the police pay for the, you know, the rent for the building, then, you know, you don't have to go out and find your own apartment. You don't have to worry about rent. It It just just seems against protocol. It's just more questions like, where is this lab and what does Rudy do? (laughs) Like, he lives in his lab. He He has a ton of, like, very, very expensive police equipment in his home. Yeah. Don't ask questions that you don't He's the on-call police science doohickey whatever. <laughs> Fix a thingamabobber guy. Yeah. Official you... title. Fix a thingamabobber guy. Oh, I liked uh, official science Rudy, thingy in... doohickey You're whatever. You're the tech guy. Yeah, he's a tech guy. Okay. Um, really quickly, I just want to talk to the folks at home about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this show. We love your support. We love doing this show. We don't get paid to do it. We do it out of the kindness of our hearts because we love Almost Human. We love talking about it. We love talking with you about it specifically. Uh, it's a free podcast. After Buzz TV, we put out 60 
plus shows a week, which is insanity if you think about it. Um, And they're all free. All free podcasts. You could spend all your time (laughs) from now until however long it takes to get through over 5,000 podcast episodes. Uh, to listen to all the AfterBuzz TV content for free, and you could be entertained for free for I don't know. Let's let's say a year. I don't. I'm not entirely sure how much because it's that wealth of content is so large. I'm losing my words talking about it. But here's the thing, folks. You get this show for free. What could you do to help us out? If you're feeling in a generous mood, you're feeling in a giving mood, you want to give back to us for giving you so much joy, what could you do? Go to iTunes, slap the show with a five-star rating. Let us know how much you like it, what could be changed, what could be different. Who on the panel has the best hair? <laughs> Who on the panel has your has your favorite opinions? The lovely you know, quaff. Right yeah. there <laughs> what do you most want to see happen in season two? We have six episodes left to break it all down for you, and we would love it if you would support us so that we can continue to support you with our thoughts and f- theories on... Almost. And keep in mind, helping us out is also free. (laughs) It's true. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it makes us super happy, and you get shout-outs on the air. It really makes our day when we hear from anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hit us up on the Twitter, on the YouTube. On the Twitter. Yeah. Or sit on the internet. Almost Human TF always does, like, Follow Friday with with the four of us. Which is so sweet. Almost Human TF. Yeah. Those guys are rad. Everyone on the YouTube is rad. You rock. Go you. Um, okay, we got way more to cover. Uh, we got this whole bomb plot. We have a, the entertainment factor. We have the evolution of media and how it's going to destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there was any question? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to take a quick second. I love doing this show with you guys because I don't think I have another after show, even like these big prestige dramas where we get into these very big topics. I, I feel like it's it's a very smart show almost human is a very smart show and then by uh you know by extension this gets to be kind of a smarter show and i'm really really happy that we get to do that so with this with this episode we have uh we have the evolution of blood sport and kind of trash tv and you know shock porn and all this stuff you know like when reality TV first came along, you know, there were super sensationalistic shows and people were tuning in for carnage. They were tuning in to see people get into train wrecks. It's one of the main drivers of why people still watch reality, I think, in in the first place. But I just remember Temptation Island and it was like, wow, 20 couples are going to go <laughs> onto an her. island specifically to get broken up and watch their partners sleep with other people? Is that a thing? Well, do you remember Fox actually had a reality TV show way back in the day called Murder in Small Town X, which was basically like a murder mystery <laughs> reality <laughs> show. Oh, <man. laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean there was Who Done It this year, but that was like obviously staged. But yeah. the fact is, you know, where where is the line and when does it get crossed? So we have this guy Simon who uh, he's been rejected all his life because he's creepy and he's a loner and he smiles super weird and he loves, you know, he loves his audience. He loves support. He needs it. It's the only thing that he's got, really. He needs the reassurance. Yeah. Simon, who I couldn't, like, I had to look it up to be sure, but it's David Dastmalchian, who 
who I recognized as the Joker's lackey in The Dark Knight. Yes, that totally. is who it was. It was bugging me, so I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, the one uh, that Aaron Eckhart, that uh, Harvey Dent corners in the sewers and he puts the gun to his head. Yeah, when he's crazy he's, and they said he's already crazy. What yeah, are you doing? well, he's really good at playing crazy guys. Yeah, dude <laughs> is him. He's a solid crazy guy. He's already he's our go-to nut. Um, and he did a great job in this episode. So we've got this guy, Felix Gaeta, first of all, from Battlestar Galactica, is our first victim. Uh. And I know, and I was like, I was like, wow, they're gonna get him and kill him off 15 minutes in? What gall! <laughs> what nuts on these, on these showrunners. But he was intense. <laughs> I mean, then he, he caught you by True. surprise when he blew up, and yeah. that's what made it strong. It his made face, it really, really oh my strong. god, his face was... Oh, he's, he's a brilliant actor. He's a yeah. wonderful actor. And, um, like, we got to see his whole journey and, the, and you know, hear his wife's voice. And we had more attachment to him, I think, than... In the he, end, right before it blows up and he says, I love it, and then yeah. boom. <sighs> it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, what would, you, what would you do if you were in that situation and you wake up and there's suddenly there's a bomb around your neck? You know, you, you panic... Or if you're him, you you know you follow the instructions. Hopefully, you get out of it. But he was never going to be able to get out alive. Yeah. Yeah, Brings me to my first point: don't fully open your window for homeless people that clean your window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, also, don't split off from your android partner when you've obviously pissed <laughs> off the bomber. <laughs> hey, uh, someone's got something that they want to show you over here. I don't have any specifics about it, it's and it's not thing. someone you've ever met before. But uh, he's over here when you want to talk to him. Get details, Kenix. Get details, Kenix. What are you doing? You've been doing this long enough that you should be more suspicious. I was so I was weeping to the television, Kenix. Ah, oh, poor Kenix. But. And uh, you could actually see the look of a, like annoyance on his face when he realized what it was. He was like, ah, god damn god it. damn it. <laughs> I'm smarter than this. I am smarter than yeah, this. And I'm out. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed yeah. in myself. That hurts. Yeah. I'm a little mad. Yeah. And then he wakes up on the park bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon's got very good attention to detail. He leaves him with a little bottle in a brown paper bag so nobody bothers him because he looks drunk. It's got true. coat around the collar. Yeah, he's got the coat around the collar. He's not allowed to tell anyone about the bomb. It's a whole new situation where he's directly... It felt a lot like Phone Booth, um, the Joel Schumacher movie, you know, where he's... uh, he can't move. He can, only he can disarm it. No one can help him, or the dude will blow it up. And he's up on this tower looking at him, and uh, he's trying to talk him down and also buy himself a little more time while he while he undoes this thing. And people are just going bananas on the web watching this thing. He's obviously the star. The ratings on his little webcast spiked every time that Kenix came on screen. Mm-hmm. So obviously people saw something in him. Um, <laughs> well, apparently he does as well because he has this heart-to-heart moment with him talking about his background and his past as, you know, when you, I was a cop and got kicked out and then you were a cop and got kicked out, but they let you back in and you got your second chance. and Yeah, yeah those black resentment. marks follow you forever. Right. It's true. Um, but obviously... We know the difference between Kenix and and Simon is that Simon actively wants to hurt people and kill people, and Kenix is just you know a little little mixed up. He's and rough angry. around the edge. Yeah, he's, he's also rough. on a dating site. <laughs> yeah, he was on a dating site, and I loved the uh, the production design. It's just it just says Simon's dating profile <laughs> at the top of the screen. That is the name of the website. Um, is Simon's dating profile dot com dot com. 
this Sign one, up today. This uh, episode is basically a big cautionary tale about online dating. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, this is basically, it's their version of the Craigslist killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except in this case, it's the Simon's online dating profile killer. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, that's that's mean to leave in the middle of a date, even if he is creepy. You should at least just, like, like explain why. You don't just leave while while they're away. I don't know. I That's why you have a friend call you with an emergency. <laughs> no, <laughs> honesty. Honesty is the best Honestly, policy. Though, I don't think that necessarily. Honesty, would've... honestly, <laughs> yes. I don't think that would have been good in this situation. The guy was crazy. I guess that. <laughs> Nothing true. she told you him, any sort of rejection, world. would have still put her in that same situation. And guys, FYI, putting a girl in a death trap is not going to do wonders. For those numbers on your dating profile. Just saying. It's, it's true. And well, the comments lit up at that point. Like, you're a loser. She's way too hot for you. Yeah. <laughs> you suck, Simon. <laughs> Hashtag at which, at which point, he should have been like, you know what? These online commenters are so fickle. I should I should restart my life. Yeah. Yeah. I should better myself. Yeah. I mean even like college. Yeah. He can he can build bombs. He could maybe even build androids. It's a very lucrative profession. Look where Rudy lives. There's only one person doing it. There's only one person in the whole city who knows how to build an android and also all the other science. I want there to be an episode where we meet Rudy's counterpart at another precinct. And they have just like a like Tension. just a, oh just like a like a bitchy tete a tete <laughs> or a hot lady Rudy oh hot lady Rudy and he's too nervous <laughs> to talk to her but she told him, so totally likes him and she's Aww. played by Felicia Day oh that's yeah. I how I would write it that. I would watch that I would watch, watch that it anyway. too it's it's called season five of Eureka that's, yeah I totally <laughs> stole it. <laughs> Um, okay, let's, uh, we can get back into this, into this bomb plot. Um, again, another episode of the week. No more, no in syndicate stuff, um, for the sixth episode in a row. Uh, J.H. Wyman said that at this point in the season, you can't really air any of the episodes out of order. They need to be aired in order. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to hope that we're going to build on arc. And I assume that the reason why that started with this episode is, you know, Dorian moves out of the police station. Well, now, not to delve too deep into predictions already, but do yeah. you think maybe what happened in the second episode was maybe... I don't want to say closure within Syndicate, but maybe something that put a temporary bookmark in it. Hmm. Like they find a specific group of in Syndicate and put them away, but you know the larger group is still out there. It's a little concerning though that there are two episodes missing. Like I wonder if they've just been totally shelved by Fox, or if maybe they've been completely recut. Because yeah. now we've got people in, living in different places. That's a little tough to just like slide it in. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. Uh, I mean, I, my my personal favorite way of how they could do that is you market it that way, and you're like, you know, like almost human. This big thing just happened, but what about at the beginning? <laughs> like, let's go back to the Get beginning the, and discover things that you might have missed. Get the Blu-ray special this. edition. <laughs> You know, I mean, or like do it as like a two hour movie or something like that. Like it, no one likes it when their show's being messed with. Uh, Only I, on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, I can't, two episodes. I guess. I just, I can't imagine that you'd shelve two episodes 
when it's doing all right in the ratings, that's like two episodes worth of, of ad dollars yeah. that you're not yeah. going to get. They get five to six million viewers every episode, just in the U.S., I think. Well, so, and I don't think that's counting like online views and things like that. Yeah, well, that's why I think there's a good chance that stuff might have been reshot, recut, like to make it fit into this timeline. Like it, it could only take like a scene to just refix it. That's true. But there might be so much content, too, based on so many ways the show could go with all the different factions and stuff that they thought that this is too much for what they already had committed to. You know, if they had a whole separate plot about in syndicate, that could be a whole other 13 episodes. So if they get renewed, yeah. they can use that as next season. You're actually yeah. you're hitting on something that that I think is very true, which is um in the op- in the pilot, they unpack a lot of information. Right. It's a complicated premise. Um and what they what I think was very very smart about how they've handled this release schedule is they brought it to basics, and they made it entirely about uh, Kenix and Dorian's relationship. So, because they knew that until that that was strengthened and solidified, we wouldn't really be able to care that much about you know Anna, his ex girlfriend, and her connections to Insyndicate and all this deeper right. world stuff. If you don't love the people then who cares about the mythology? There's something to that, because I remember watching episode three, and that was the point where I'm like, okay, I'm sold just based on their banter alone. Right. Yeah. Leave it to Fox to dumb it down. Well done. <laughs> yes. Oh, we need to we need to get you in touch with folks at Fox. They'd love you. Hey, we'll have a good talk. <laughs> no, but I agree with that. Like, I think they maybe saw there was too much information for people to digest in that quick a time, so they said, you know what, let's knock all this out of here. And yeah stick to this basic plot and like you said you get the relationship which there wasn't a lot of in this episode which I just you know that's one of the reasons I, I dislike part of this episode is there was not enough with them hanging out talking having fun because it was more, a more serious episode well we got that nice that nice scene where Dorian was trying to convince Kenix to let him stay in his trophy room <laughs> <laughs> well we also <laughs> three times all city though Three times all city. That doesn't happen. Okay, you go uh-uh. back to my high school. Who had the most the most uh, quarterback passes or touchdowns or something? <laughs> who had the most footballs? Who had the most football in high school? I did. Kenix. Kenix had the most Activating football. They never said Activating a sport. He just said he was fast. They never said that he. He said touchdowns. They said no, touchdowns. Touchdown. I, I listened because I was like, wait, what? What sport is he talking about? They never referenced any sport. He said, go back in the gym. There's banners hanging. I was fast. They called me like white cheater. White, white cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes him up. They call me White Cheetah but because that's so fast. Was referenced that he was three times all city, and so was it track? Is it football? Is it basketball? I thought they said touchdowns. I could have sworn they said touchdowns. I would like to think it was track. I, I'm I'm a big runner fan, so I'd like to think I ran cross country in high school. So come on, Kenix, be runner. Can we call that an After Buzz TV exclusive? Megan Rowe <laughs> ran cross country in high school. I, I'm getting a, I'm getting a big fat up. no from our engineer Stephen Lemieux. I say it's an After Buzz TV exclusive. Um, you know, I wish that that they had moved in together. I thought that I thought that that was going to be like a fun generator, and then after he and Stahl hook up, it would be like a fun weird threes company in the future with robots. The odd couple. That well, would be always, fantastic. they could always still switch around roomies, but I'm looking forward to the Rudy Dory. Oh yeah. Stuff. Oh, also, what is? Uh, Rudy talk. He's like, we're we'll go out and get women, but you can keep your women. And like, does he mean they're gonna go pick up androids? <laughs> no, no, no. Can Dorian hook up with real women? I, Is that what was he, he has the he has the yeah, gift? He does. He has <laughs> the gift. Dorian's eyes fun. Yeah. Actually, I, I was Why does all of our after buzzes come back to that? By the way, why not? Um, because when you're dealing with an issue of this size. <laughs> 
It's impossible. That level of magnitude, yeah. so to speak. It, you can't look away from it. Like, literally, you just, it, it's in it's, your field of vision. It's too big. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, like, looking at you, Zach, you're like, what? <laughs> Three Dorians away from me right now, and it's 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 a sizable issue. That's right. I actually thought about you when that came on. I was like, oh, this is what Matt was talking. Yes, that's why I thought about you. Matt. Thought of me uh, when they started talking about banging women? No, when you were talking about a couple weeks ago, how you want to see Dorian get a girlfriend? Oh yeah. And I, like I was like, they're gonna get Dorian a girlfriend. Like this is it. Like he's gonna go out and pick up women together. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, no woman would want to be with him if he brings her back to that dank hellhole <laughs> filled with flat. Until he takes his pants off. I guess so. Oh, snap! <laughs> really? You give us oh snap, but you won't give me an AfterBuzz TV exclusive on Megan's cross country achievements? Of which there are. Alright, alright. Alright, bring it back. Bring it back. I give this like big old speech about how intelligent our show is. And now I'm just, I'm just wiping my ass all over that speech. <laughs> Anyone so have something smart they want to talk about? <laughs> oh, no, you're nope. you're right though. Honestly, that you if you're if you go out and you get picked up by these two guys and they take you back to this kind of darkly lit, kind of sketchy looking lab. It's, it's damp in there. It's, it's disconcerting. There's <laughs> robot like, butterflies. But think about the girls that they're gonna pick up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think that that was very clear. Can you can you describe to me, Ryan, the types of women that they would pick up? The types of women that would not care if they went back to a dark laboratory. Ryan. Yes. Gross and Do- sad. Says the Dorian-sized jokester. I am a Dorian-sized jokester, but sure you can't miss it. <laughs> yeah. Womp. But. Womp. Womp. But. That might be Rudy, but uh, Dorian is a pleasant conversationalist and a very, very nice dude. He just happens not to be real. <laughs> well, maybe the room, this might be an opportunity to bring back our friend from the episode, the Osmosis Girl. Oh, yeah. You could pick her up at a bar. O- osmosis? You or, mean whatever. the... Um, uh, Telekinesis. Whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> she can. No, cerebral girl. Uh, the psychic. Cerebellix. Yeah, the cerebellix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you knew what I meant. Osmosis. I was like, oh man, Osmosis Jones, Chris Rock. We're gonna exactly. crack Rock can... through this mug. Leave me alone. Oh lord. How about no? <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm sorry, Stephen. Did you record your own? Bits for the soundboard. That was our engineer's voice in a canned little sound bite. Do you have any other zingers on there you want to unload? Our systems detect that a host has wandered off the subject. (laughs) We're going to have a discussion. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to bring us back. Please Um, do. The black mark that we we get into a discussion about in the little... uh, the second scotch with a lady scene that Kenix has had this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Maldonado. But, um, I really like that they brought up the, the black mark and the, and the thing that he had been sort of put, he's seen as a bad guy in a lot of the force. Like yeah. people look at him sideways and they don't know what he's up to because I feel like that's our first hint that we could be going back towards the original pol- plot right. from the pilot. And this is the first time I think that the raid has been brought up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's something that you, you know, you're right. We can't quite escape as viewers 
we need to remember that his position in the in the department is shaky. People still don't necessarily trust him. He's a rogue. He doesn't really care about other people's rules. He's not really making friends. And he's only there because of the captain's good graces. Exactly. Like, you know, if you hadn't ignored my psych evaluation. There was a psych evaluation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it would, yeah, without Captain Maldonado, he wouldn't be there. Dorian wouldn't be there. So he's on thin ice. Hopefully we'll get some nice big successes on the in syndicate front for our intrepid cops. Um, all right. I think it's time we move it over to predictions. Oh, oh no. Can I get, can I get <laughs> no a sound? sound? Please? No, I think it's a sound. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, all right. And now you're after Buzz TV. Okay, um, so it looks like the next episode may be another flashback episode from like from from what it looked like in the preview. I'm trying I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm sorry, I missed the preview. Could well, you explain? We got a little shot of Kenix um, just shooting an MX in the face because it talked back. It like snap this snap about how it's better than the DRN like yeah. it's more advanced so I should be the one to help you out right and, and that to me it felt like okay this could be episode 2 because it's it feels more like the relationship that they had in the pilot and also it's the third MX that has been blown up this season <laughs> yeah. um and uh you know in the car, Dorian's like, oh, you shot him because you like me. And he's like, I don't like you. <laughs> and I feel like that's okay. That must be an older episode. It feels very, like, early. I hope this is episode two. Because I, I you know, with if they keep pushing it back, that just makes me want to see it more. So yeah. I hope it's episode two. It should be a whole lot of fun. Everyone loves seeing MXs get blasted in the face. Yeah. And leaving then- a Dorian-sized hole. Oh, <laughs> Not quite a Dorian. Uh, nah, about a third of a Dorian size. <laughs> Continues. Um, well, then we get, like, it, in our next episode of uh, Almost Human Does Hollywood Blockbusters, it looks like we're going to get a anger management. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get Kenix in anger management. He'll probably get some kind of chip implanted that monitors his oh, vitals. God. And it'll make them all crazy, and he'll fight everybody. Is Dory and Jack Nicholson in this scenario? <laughs> starring Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Who's <laughs> man? Who's Don't you want to see that happen? On I, I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun. Ryan Hooks, what are you, what are you thinking? Dorian gets a girlfriend. All right. I want to see Dorian get a girlfriend as much as anybody. Uh, I think it would be hilarious. Is and that I think really it's, what you want to see? Is, is that what you want to see? Dorian gets a girlfriend? I would love to see a show where Dorian gets a girlfriend and we get to explore the implications of android-human relations, much like we did in the seminal film Bicentennial Man. Well, also, if, just to go a little bit off topic, if anybody saw her yet... I really need to see uh, that, her. That movie made me think about Almost Human a lot because of the idea of artificial intelligence. Is it really a person? Is it not? What rights do they have? Mm-hmm. What sort of relationships can they have? So if you haven't seen it, if you like Almost Human, and you like sort of more emotional Spike Jonesy dramas, I highly recommend her. Okay, great. Uh, all right, I think that that's, that's going to be all for us this week. Uh, big thanks to all of our listeners, all of our watchers. We, we do this show for you. We love you. Um, okay, Megan Salinas, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm also on the After Buzz for, uh, Agents of Shield 
and Doctor Who, and coming up pretty soon, Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. Well, all right. Starting on the on the nineteenth, Ryan Hooks. You can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Yahoo. Uh, also, Revolution comes back on NBC tomorrow, so tune in for that. Okay, sweet. Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, and you can also see me on the brand new Grim after show, as well as coming up, Helix and Archer. Oh, nice. Ooh. And uh, Grim number three today on the iTunes. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm really excited yeah. we're doing a podcast for that one. Yeah. Actually, I did Mob City in December, too, so if anyone watched that, feel free to check out our Mob City podcast. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Got a bunch of new shows launching this month. Uh, I have True Detective launching on Sunday, Helix with Zach Wilson and, uh, and Banshee. Uh, launching on Monday. I got Cougar Town starting tonight. Sherlock, Lost Girl. I think we're going to do some more Doctor Who classics if you're into that. Um, Calm yeah. it down, Matt. New Whoa. shows starting all the time. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not show off. All right, I love you guys. Be well. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.